Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the live show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonios. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. It is the first day of free agency. We're glad to be doing a live show today because the Coyotes made some moves, some minor moves, but they made a lot of minor moves, Carl. Yeah, it was definitely a busy day for me. Um, The Coyotes did a lot. Like you said, they're more smaller contracts, smaller players. Not physically smaller. I think everyone uh, GMBA uh, got was over six feet tall, but you know, more role players. Yeah, and that's and it, and it seemed to be the um, the way that was. Um, I mean, really, really, did we expect the Coyotes to make any groundbreaking moves? No, right? No, we knew they were. We knew that whoever they were going to get was going to be like role players. Whoever they were yeah. going to be, um, or just in general, smaller players, because it's, yeah, that's the way it is. It's it's year two of a rebuild. Like the, the smaller players, the role players are kind of what fit. If the team like has a chance to get like a younger player who's going to be around for a couple of years, I'm sure they will, but eh, those players aren't really available. Absolutely. Let's take a quick look through who was, uh, who was signed. For Arizona, so they signed uh, John Gillies to a one-year contract, goaltender. Forward Boko Imama has been re-signed. Uh, Laurent Delfan returns to the Arizona Coyotes after a couple years away. Um, Troy Stetcher gets signed to a one-year contract. Nick Bukestad is signed to a one-year contract. And defenseman Josh Brown signed to a two-year contract. So yep. it, and also as a trade, I think you had details of that trade too. So it's lots of different things that Arizona did. Yes, uh, Patrick Nemeth is coming to the Coyotes along with a second round pick in the 2025 NHL entry draft, and the option to acquire the Rangers' third round 2024 pick or the 2026 second round pick. Uh, and going to New York, Ty Emerson. Um, and yeah, that was that was quite the trade for uh, for, for for Arizona, right? Because um, you know, just sending over Ty Emerson. I watched him in Tucson; wasn't anything fantastic. So it's like, yeah. what are we really losing him? And yeah, you're you know you're getting a cap dump from from uh, from New York, but like. You remember what we were talking about for the Coyotes, right? They're just like they're the cap dumps that they get now are no longer the cap dumps of oh, we'll just take you know a bad contract of a you know player who's never going to play again, like Pavel Datsuk and Marian Hosa. That doesn't they don't do that anymore. It's like oh, right, we'll just take your overpaid players and just give us some draft picks. And this is the first time in which they actually sent something back. Yeah, um, I, I I don't love the fact that Patrick still has two years left on his deal, but. He's not being paid too much. Uh, did not have a good time with the New York Rangers, uh, but I, I do kind of wonder if they saw like Anton Strollman, who didn't have two good years with the Florida Panthers and really kind of revitalized his career with the Coyotes. 
Uh, Shane Gossespierre was on the way up um, when the Coyotes acquired him. So I don't think there's the same kind of, you know, trajectory for that. But I, I, I like the move. Uh, I think getting picks is fine. You know, taking on a, a salary hit, sure. Yeah, I think someone someone mentioned too, like I forgot um, where, like when I tweeted it, but I mentioned something about, you know, how many draft picks the Coyotes have in the first three rounds of the next like three drafts. I'm just like, it's a lot. I mean, honestly, they're they're kind of light for next year. Like they just have their own first, their own second. Um, their own third as well as the Washington Capitals third. So definitely more work to be done for that. And I think we're kind of looking at that with the, the Coyotes roster. There's still more room that can be done. Uh, I think the Coyotes did go out and get three defensemen to me says that the team will not be bringing back Anton Strollman. Um And I will say actually that is something that was said in the press conference um today with uh, with bill armstrong and it was posted on youtube if you guys anyone wants to see what it was um you know it was asked the question was asked about you know what troy stetcher brings to the uh the arizona coyotes and um and bill armstrong was talking you know talking about saying uh, saying how much he likes him as a player and says that he feels the and it's, it's essentially it's going to fill the role um that that anton strawman had and when he yeah. meant, when that happened he's like okay Yep, Strawman's not coming back. And it makes sense. I mean, we were kind of on the fence of it. Like, I think I was leaning more towards, yeah, I think he will turn because, you know, he was appreciated the Coyotes giving him a second chance. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I think at the time um, I was more towards the, uh, you know, I, I don't think that he wants to necessarily – return i think he wants a chance to compete uh we'll see where he ends up if that's the case but this is going to be his last shot uh i do kind of want to ask you uh the coyotes currently have 10 defensemen signed uh, i'm on cap friendly right now yes jacob chikrand shane gassisberry patrick nemeth uh joshua brown troy stetcher dyson mayo yanis Mosier, victor sostrom vladislav kolyatronok and cam deneen who do you think goes down next season because 10 is way too many defensemen. Oh, yeah, no. Um, 10 is definitely way too many. Um, so Josh Brown is going down to uh, Tucson. Um, trying to look at the other ones. Some of the other ones. Koya Chanak is going to be going down. Cam Deneen is going to be going down. And uh, Dyson Mayo is going to be going down. That's four already off. Um, off yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you said Josh Brown. He's uh, He was signed for two years, so it seemed like he was a little bit more part of the plan. I do kind of wonder if they sent Yanis uh, Mosier back. Like, yeah, that was, was another one interrupted. I, that, that, that was another one I mentioned. I mentioned that. Oh. He... Sorry. I was... Go ahead, please. Yeah, no, I was going to say that that J.J. Mosier was potentially going to go down um, as another one, too. I responded in a tweet about that. Um, and it wouldn't, like, yeah, I mean, like, some people might be surprised by it. But, um, but like, no, why worry about keeping them up there? Like, we're, the Coyotes are not trying to, you know, you know, move mountains here. Yeah. And, and I do think, like, he was a bit rushed. Uh, if the team, like 
had their way, they probably wouldn't have brought him up last season, but everyone got hurt. So kind of led to him being there. Um, I think by getting the veteran players, you're not necessarily worried too much about that. You're like, hey, Yanis, go spend the season in Tucson. Uh, and then kind of wondering about Soderstrom. Is, is he ready to do full-time duty? That is the biggest question that I had myself. I'm like, okay, like Soderstrom, he's got the potential and, you know, he's the reason why he was drafted. And there's a lot of hope behind him. Maybe he makes the roster at the final, you know, at the final horn come, uh, uh, come opening day. But does he stay up? I do not think so. Hmm. Uh, I'm just pulling up real quick the uh, rookie development camp roster. He was not there, which to me kind of says like the team has given him a good idea of where he's going to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I do kind of think it signals like, hey, there's a chance that we're going to, you're going to be with the, the big club this year. You're not, we don't need you with the prospects. We trust you enough. We know where you're at. Like, we don't need to evaluate you more. But, I mean, it's still really early. Uh, the Coyotes have a lot of players. I do not think Bill Armstrong is done making moves. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Absolutely. Well, we're still going to continue talking about this. Uh, the Coyotes making moves on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Uh, we're going to get to some of those in just a, just a moment. But first, we're going to go to a quick word from Bet Online from Carl. Yep, I have a quick message from our friends at Bet Online. It's the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. It's the spot where you can find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online is the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. I mean, hockey season's over, but there's still plenty of sports. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be something for you to find on BetOnline. So you can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Carl, here's an interesting thing that I want to bring up, and it's because, you know, I want to say this is like what this you know the kids they were, you know third return to, to Arizona in Laurent Delphin, like yeah like he was like he was on the Coyotes and then he gets you know like traded away or something like that and then he gets traded back and then no longer part of the Coyotes again and then here he comes again is part of them again it's just like I mean like, like it's just surprising <laughs> he's coming back. Uh, yeah, he seems to really love Arizona, um, and it's great to see. I like the the loyalty the, to the franchise. Uh, I will say when I was writing up the report on him, uh, he played uh, quite a few games for the Montreal Canadiens last season. Uh, 38 games played, four goals, eight assists. Um, kind of surprising for a player who seemed like a, you know just a perennial AHL guy. Um, but I do kind of wonder like if he earns a spot at a training camp. That will be, a, I mean, that's an interesting thing because you're right. Because most of the time that he's been around, he was that perennial AHL guy. He was always the, um, 
the term that I like to use, the quadruple A player, right? Yeah. Where he's he's so he's amazing in the American Hockey League. When he was playing with Tucson, he was awesome. And he would only get called up for those emergency weekends in case they needed him. And just didn't, you know, and was there just for the filler. Wasn't he like he didn't move any mountains? He wasn't any fantastic. But he did his job. Then he gets in right back down. I, I do want to share one thing that I found really interesting. Let me just list all of the AHL teams that he's played for. The Portland Pirates, the Springfield Falcons, the Tucson Roadrunners, the Rockford Ice Hogs, the Milwaukee Admirals, and the Laval Rocket. Like, that is insane. <laughs> it's a large number of teams. Uh, two of them do not exist anymore, uh, I think. There, there's no more Portland Pirates, are there? Not to my, not to my knowledge. We don't pay uh, attention to much, much over, much over on East Coast American uh, American Hockey League because, well, I mean, it's a lot over there, especially I mean, since because, because there is no crossover because the yeah. because here in the in, in the AHL they the, the Roadrunners only play against Pacific Division teams and occasionally Central Division teams. Yeah, uh, I was correct. It looks like the Portland Pirates uh, ceased operation in 2016. So, yeah, but that's just quite a journey for him. Uh, I do kind of hope he gets some uh, time in the big club because he's definitely earned it. He has worn an A for what both the, I think both the Rocket and at one point the Roadrunners. Uh, just hell of a guy. Absolutely. Um, it looks like Cat Friendly lists him and Boko with Mama under um, the uh, the uh, minor league side of the non-roster players, which, again, doesn't surprise us. But we'd like to see Dauphin, you know, or Flipper as as uh, he like he, he, he goes by um, up in the, cl- the big club every now and then. Yeah, definitely. And um, not at all surprised Boko um, is going to or is initially pegged for the AHL. I, I just, I, with, with Cassian and Liam O'Brien, I, I don't see a spot for him. You don't like, need another, you don't need another, you know, big physical gritty guy. Um, I mean, you could theoretically, if that's, if that's your end game, but yeah. uh, he's always been the guy. That, I mean, like, I mean, look at it. Like he's, Spent most of his time in the AHL, and the time he got called up, he got a you know, um, you know, it took him however many long to get his first NHL goal, and he was so ecstatic for that. But uh, one game, uh, he got it in his second game. Uh, he played four second NHL game, got his first goal. But yeah, to your point, it took him a long way to get to the NHL. Yeah, um, but he still got ways to go, which is like not necessarily a bad thing. But you know what? I love his journey anyways. Um, it was still like, it'll be nice to see him up and up every now and then, but Tucson's of his, his, is his place to be. And the American yeah. hockey league's his place to be, especially because uh, I remember talking about it a lot on the uh, previous episode about how much I freaking hated him before when he was on the Ontario rain, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's a good spot for him. And if like, Cassian or O'Brien goes down like and they want someone to play that role it's good to have a third guy to do it because I do think that you know just everything we're seeing this is going to be a big heavy team and yeah I I, I do wonder like 
because everyone seems to forget about Liam O'Brien. Um, yes. Uh, and 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 Cassian, I can understand he's new, but like O'Brien seems to slip a lot of people's mind. They're like, who's going to do all the fighting? It can't just be Lawson Kraus. I'm like, there's there's a guy. He's got like a giant red beard and long hair. Uh, had so many fights last season. He's going to do that. I mean, like I in in the well, keep reminding people. As Liam O'Brien is the real the real world Andrews Kane. You will F people up. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, we have a lot to, we still have a lot to get to. Uh, there's a question here that we'll probably answer in a little bit, but we'll probably we'll probably just give a, a brief moment. Yes, I mean these do have some money left. Um the coyotes have. Um what uh there's still two million dollars under the floor so they have to spend more money no matter what (laughs) yeah uh i I imagine because you got a contract for barrett hayton lost and kraus i imagine lost and kraus is going to get paid uh just because you just had 20 goal season he's established with the team Mm -hmm. uh but where do you kind of project that deal to be like Man, that's a hard one. Um, I had to take three million, four. What'd you say? Three or four million, maybe. I could see about three or four million. Yeah, that would make sense. And then that, and then that would put the Kaidus just above. Um, yeah, but other than and, that, and then. Barrett Hayton, I don't see being like a, a Barrett Hayton is just gonna get he's just gonna get his qualifying offer probably, which is looks to be it's gonna be the like the average annual value previously was uh or his cap hit was uh nine twenty five or yeah about nine twenty five so it'll probably be similar to that maybe about just around right, right around a million. I, I could see him giving giving him a little bit of a raise. It all kind of depends on if he wants like one year. I mean, two. that's just the cap hit, right? He like his actual money made will be more. Yeah, but. definitely. Um. Anyways, let's get to uh, a couple a couple more things we have to get to. Um. I guess one we'll, we'll actually answer some more questions potentially that are coming that coming through the uh, the live chat as well as talk about other moves the Kaidi's made, other things that potentially might make. All that in just a moment, but first we do. I do have to let you guys also know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. The ever increasing number of makes and models is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Well, the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto when you can spend, uh, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every customer. I want you guys to check it out yourself. Go ahead and check out the uh, uh, anything that, they've, that they have available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. All right, so let's keep going, Carl, um, on this episode of uh, this live episode of Locked On Coyotes, um, as we could get through the, what they did today, right? Um, and uh, we we're t- you're, t- you're just asking the question about uh, about 
the uh, about Lawson Kraus. We have a uh, someone here who's who uh, who who shared what their thoughts are. Three year, three year, six million dollars, about two million. Uh, I mean, I would sign it. I think that may be a little bit low for Kraus. Um, maybe two point five, but I would take that deal. Like three years in a heartbeat. What yeah, I mean, yeah, I would. I think I, I think some around there, around the two to two point five, does seem probably about fair. I mean, like, um, I'm sure he's going to want more, but there's going and that's part of what the negotiation process is, right? You know, um, and see how far apart they are. And obviously, I don't think they're going to be crazy far apart. I mean, uh, Kraus just had a rebound year that wasn't stellar, but he had a rebound year after what happened the previous year where he just couldn't score at all. Um, yeah. He, he had a rebound year. He, he hit the 20 goal plateau, which is great. It's something that I think every player likes to have when they're talking about a contract extension. Uh, notably Mikhail Bodker never hit it. Um, so already a step up on like one of the coyotes, more uh, fickle free agents signings from a couple years back. Um, but you know, how much of that was just last year? Uh, how much of that, you know, is a contract year who really knows? Um, I certainly don't. Uh, so yeah, I I expect him to be like a little bit more lower on it, but I could also see Kraus wanting shorter term in that situation. Be like, Hey, give me a two year prove it deal. Yeah, absolutely. That, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Well, here's another question that we have going up. Uh, asking about the goalie tandem, asking if if uh, John Gilly is, is going to be backup next year. That's a question that I don't think we can necessarily answer. Be, but like, it's hard. Like, like I'm trying to find, you know f- figure out what John Gillies was assigning. I mean, he was um, like according to Cat Friendly, he was put down on that under that non roster. Um, but at the same time, it makes sense because David Tendek and Ivan Prosvatov are going to be your Roadrunners guys. Um, Anson Thornton's going to go straight back to the OHL. So, like, no worries about that one. Like, yeah. so, I mean, unless the Coyotes decide, okay, we're going to call up Prosvatov and have Gillies and Tendek in Tucson, maybe? Like, <laughs> so, uh, I will say this about Gillies because I was just kind of looking into him. Uh, last season was the most games he's played in an NHL season. 19 games with the Devils, one game with the Blues. Uh, looking at those Devils games, a 3.76 uh, goals against average, 0.885 save percentage. Yes. Uh, he's on a he's on a one-year, two-way deal. Uh, I, I, I think he goes to tucson i think maybe 10 deck goes to uh the echl team so that means the coyotes still haven't found their backup goaltender the team in your eyes no no and i i, I don't think you can play uh the melko with gillies uh, and no. have that be yeah. good for anyone's sanity uh <laughs> Not his. Especially because still is getting his feet wet. Like he had some really good years last year, but like there's no way you can trust on him. There's like you need an actual tandem to re- yeah. to, to to work with Vemelka. I, I know like Mike Smith was a goalie who 
if there's any hint at a competition, like he just like got stuck in his head, went to pieces. And that's, you know, that's a thing that happens with certain players. Uh, Vimelka is the complete opposite way. He needs a player who he can like lean back on a player who, if he's playing crappy, he could be like, okay, I need to sit out for a couple games and I'm going to watch someone who I know can take over. Um, yeah. I don't know if he necessarily wants <laughs> that, but but that's but he what he needs. needs. I mean, yeah. there's a reason why uh, Scott Wedgwood was that perfect man for Vemelka this last season, right? Like, yeah, he because like were they both stellar? Like like in like during throughout the course of the entire season? No, but they provided enough of a push for each other to try to play better because yeah. that's how it works when you're trying to make a tandem. Um, and yeah, I mean, and then when he got traded and they, and they put in, you know, Hari Seturi instead, it was like, oh yeah, Vimoka might not be as fantastic as we thought. I mean, he's still good, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely just going to be like, I I don't know. It doesn't seem like the Coyotes are done looking for goalies that, that seems to be the thing where I, uh, I do think they're going to be acquiring one, like an overpaid goalie, bring them in, like take that cap hit. You got the space. Why not? Absolutely. Let's, let's uh, move on to the talk about the, uh, the last, uh, I think the last player that we didn't really mention on, on this. Um, and Nick Bukestad, I think this is the most interesting probably of picks. I think a lot of, there was a lot of like hot and cold, <laughs> like you can see like they're, <laughs> Like Twitter is like, oh yeah, yeah, I think he he, he could bring something to the Kyrie and someone's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, when I was looking at him, he he seemed to have taken a kind of dip, but we have seen players have their careers revitalized in Arizona before. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be another season where like he is going to be getting as much work as he can, or as much work as he is willing to get. And I don't know, we saw Travis Boyd, a player who kind of came out of nowhere, become a first-line center. Is that going to happen with Bukestad? Odds are against it, but you never really know. Um, It's honestly a great chance for him to just kind of like show what he can do. And if he does well, if he impresses, I I think the Coyotes are going to be moving up like in the ranking in the third year. So, I mean, why not stick around with the team that revitalized you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm to- totally with you on that, especially because too, like this, uh, this contract was like was very like low risk, right? It's a one year nine hundred thousand dollar deal, like yeah, absolutely nothing. Like uh, a couple more than than league minimum, which which you know maybe says a bit, but eh. It's uh that was his last deal too that he had with Minnesota before and then and in the year um before that it was with when he was with Florida he had that sixth year uh twenty four point six million dollar deal which was four point one million dollars a year. Um obviously to be fair that was um during his you know the prime right during his prime so like that makes sense and but like in I guess midway through he's like okay not as great as we anticipated it and then now he's trying to find a place to be vitalized it wasn't in minnesota maybe it's in arizona yeah i mean there's a reason what mcbain went from minnesota to arizona for the opportunity and i think 
he is going to have that opportunity here too. Yeah, absolutely. Arizona is that place to get the opportunity to find uh, that you prove your belonging in the uh, in the NHL. And there, and it was funny, Carl, is there were a lot of people that were um, that were messaging me or you know or maybe making some entering mentions or anything like that. They're like, no one wants to go to Arizona because no one wants to play in a college arena. Well, look at this: the Coyote, the Coyotes signed six guys. Of and you know all of which are you know like some of which are roadrunners guys and some and others are players that are going to be prove it deals right that they that they belong in the in 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 the league that's the kind of players that want to come to Arizona do we have a problem with that no because the Coyotes are re- deeply rebuilding so it's not going to make a difference yeah and uh, also important to note I do believe. Uh, Nemeth does have a uh, no trade clause where he could submit teams they didn't want to go to. Um, eight, uh, just looking at cap fr- friendly, modified no trade clause, eight team list. So Arizona wasn't on that. I, I think the idea that people don't want to play in a college arena, uh, it's just not it's, true. It's, yeah, it's not, especially because like some people actually seem somewhat excited for it. And there are people that we have to be talked about too, right? Where it's where it's you know some people like the idea of being in a more intimate arena with potentially a louder atmosphere because of the less amount of space. I mean, you know how it works, right? A lot of some of these players played in smaller arenas and know what a smaller venue can bring in terms of how loud it can get. It probably feel like fans are right on top of you. Yeah, and, and I'm sure just in general, like a lot of these players are just like, I, I mean, are you going to pay me? the same amount am i going to be able to play hockey yeah I'll, I'll take that it doesn't matter where it happens like it's it's the least important thing i'm sure in a lot of people's minds like definitely like opportunity is more just living conditions people like to live in arizona uh it's really hot right now but it's not going to be by the time they get here yeah right i i make the joke with some people that like that uh arizona during the months that end with an R that have an R in it or are the, are the months that are good. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. Uh, yeah, that's true. Right. Um, and that's, and those are the months that hockey's played. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Coyotes aren't going to be playing in June next year. What are you talking about? <laughs> I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You are absolutely right. So, um, but overall though, I guess, I guess any, as we get ready to wrap things up, final thoughts that you had for the Coyotes today and maybe things that you hope to see from them in a couple days down the road. Uh, I think, uh, GM, uh, Bill Armstrong was really busy. Uh, I've liked the moves he's made so far. Uh, I do think the biggest thing right now is going to be getting a, a goaltender. Yep, absolutely. That will definitely be next in the list and don't worry everyone because the Coyotes have space to do it. Like I said, there's still $2 million under the uh, under the floor. Obviously, that's without the uh, Kraus and Hayton accepting their deals um, yet. But, I mean, you know what? They, that, that still tells you. They've got a lot of room to go to find themselves their backup. Absolutely. Anyways, though, we are just at a time of this live show of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. To like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. I also want to give give a reminder to those who want to tune in to tomorrow's episode. It's going to be coming out first thing in the morning. We're going to have Will Scouch return 
to talk about, well, uh, prospects because we got some stuff to talk about on that as well. Anyways, though, uh, anyway, don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on Instagram at locked on coyotes and on whatever lo underscore coyotes i'm personally at robin underscore leano that's robin with y underscore l-e-a-n-o carl pavlock is carl pavlock f-f-h interact with us ask the question that you might have and we might answer right back or on a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast thanks again everyone for tuning in to today's episode hope you guys are staying safe out there hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on Ha <laughs>